With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic, a sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air everywhere and welcome into the podcast dojo the fifth hour with ben maller and danny g radio back at it again and we thank you for subscribing and this podcast if you don't know by now a spinoff of the overnight show the ben maller show and it is only available in the podcast format you cannot get this on terrestrial radio as we are in the air everywhere, thanks to the vast power of iHeart, the global reach of podcasting. And every week, three podcasts a week and eight days a week, because four hours a night are not enough on the overnight. And you're going to want to listen all weekend, because on Saturday, I will tell a story I have never told before. I did something for the first time in my life uh, last week, and I did not talk about this on the radio show, so I'll talk about that tomorrow. But right now, we got to get down to business because I love radio. You know that. It's my job. It's my my life's passion. And I have friends all over the country. I've made radio friends that work at different stations. And one of my good friends, I talk about him quite a bit on the radio show. Anytime I bring up Baltimore, is someone I refer to as Sports with Coleman. His name is Jerry Coleman. We've had him on the podcast before. I was on Jerry's radio show not that long ago. He had, had done a night show in Baltimore. And the reason I wanted to have Jerry on this week 
is mainly just so I could talk to him because we're friends and I have an excuse to talk to him on the podcast, but also the fact that he was part of a mass layoff at his radio station and a national radio layoff at a competing company, not iHeart, but a rival of iHeart. And uh, Jerry is one of the good radio guys. He's done it all. He's a really a Swiss army knife. We use that term for people in sports, but in sports broadcasting, and Jerry's the guy that will do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of everything. He's worked all over the clock. He had done a night show in Baltimore. He's done morning radio in the, that city. He has has been in Baltimore radio for over a decade, but he's worked over 30 years in the radio business, and he got let go. He got the old pink slip uh, from his radio station last week, and he joins us now. And Jerry – we have a saying in the radio business when you're given the pink slip, when you're given your walking papers that you are on the beach, but you are literally and figuratively taking that to the next level. Aren't you Jerry? Correct. And as I speak to you now, I am on the beach, uh, not far from uh, Sarasota and Longbow Key, Florida to be exact. So I literally am and was on the beach today. Uh, I am grateful in one aspect and that, uh, there was some bloodshed from the company I worked at, and they did alert me before I went on vacation. So, um, in other words, I would have found out in the middle of my vacation had they not told me, which I think, you know, was a more humane way to approach it. And this does nothing, though, Jerry, and I feel terrible for you, but for my neurosis, and you, we've known each other for, for a number of years here, but one of my things is I hate taking vacation. Because when I was an intern in San Diego at the Mighty 690, in my head, I'm not sure this actually happened, but in my head, every time one of the hosts took a vacation, they never came back from vacation. And they just, they didn't say anything. They just went, and so, so when I found out what happened to you, which was a terrible decision, in my opinion, by the station in Baltimore. But when I found that out, I was like, whoa, what? This, now I can never take a vacation again. I was like, in my head, I'm like, well, that's it. I can't, I can't go anywhere. But you, you handled it very well. I give you credit. And I, I'm not sure how you're enjoying your vacation. Is it okay? You've been on it for a while as we're talking right now. And this airing on a Friday. So you've been in your tropical destination for a while. Are you able to compartmentalize jerry i am uh severance had a lot to do with that the conversation ahead of time before leaving i think had a lot to do with that i'm glad i didn't get a phone call in the middle of this vacation letting me know what unfortunately happened to a lot of my colleagues around the country in multiple markets so when they did tell me that that it was they actually took me off and told me you know there's going to be more to come on tuesday or whenever, whatever day it was that they did it. And I was like, okay, thank you for letting me know. And, you know, kind of went in one ear and out the other. And then I realized, you know, okay, I was tipped off at a time. And they did, you know, in a way help me out. I mean, the fact that, you know, I found out before I went on vacation um, did put a little detriment on the vacation, but hasn't completely ruined it all together because, Actually, now I'll extend it because it's better than knowing, I would say, in the middle or then. I mean, you get back and then you get the call and it's like, OK, I didn't need to come back so soon. So there is a benefit. I'm trying to be, you know, positive in that aspect. 
I've been down this road before, bounced back before. We'll see what's down the road and the horizon. Uh, I assume there will be something that always has been. It could be a presumption, but already, you know, I've, I've received, you know, correspondence from different people in different industries and not necessarily radio about different possible avenues. So we will see where that leads, but I was caught by surprise. And, you know, in fact, they never give you your last show on the radio. And I almost really had that on, on my last day on, which was a Thursday and was let go via zoom on a Friday. And I had a feeling that morning that that was the case. And I probably had a feeling that Thursday night when I did my last show, that that was the case, but I wasn't going to do anything to burn any bridges or rip anyone like that and go out in a ball of flames because I do want to work again. So I uh, just took the high road and, and did that via social media and uh, let it go from there because I think that's the best way to go about it. Uh, no grudges. I think I've been, you know, I don't think it was right uh, in terms of what I brought to the table and in, in terms of not only hosting, but covering teams, doing sports updates, um, there was just a variety of things that I did for the radio station over well over a decade, more close to 13 years, just over 12 that, you know, I thought sometimes were overlooked and maybe this will be a blessing in disguise. We will see, but what a treat it was to be able to host your own show in your hometown, choose the guest list, have complete show, uh, control, excuse me, of the, uh, as you say, sports talk, real estate. And really not have any micromanaging. And that was the case until the very end. And, you know, I mean, I've heard from all sorts of people within the company reminding me it was not performance or ratings related. And it certainly wasn't. Uh, it was a unfortunate aspect of the business and where it is at times right now. Yeah, it's uh, the, the business is not in a good place. We'll get to that. Uh, well, we're getting to it now, but we'll talk more about it. Uh, so you had a premonition. You had a feeling that the end was near. And I had something similar. The only way you get a final show is if it's leaked in the New York post or you're retiring, <laughs> right? I, I was on the air uh, years ago for those that maybe haven't heard the story before that listened to this podcast, but Jerry knows the story. So back in 09, there was a presidential election uh, result. Well, the, the election was in 08, but the result was announced in uh, 09 or the, uh, the, uh, the changing of the guard, changing of the president happened in, in 09. It was, I believe, the second term of Barack Obama. But at that time, the day before, I remember exactly the date. It was the day before, I think January 21st is the date they change presidents, I believe. It's sometime. That in, sounds about right. Yeah, it's sometime in January. And, uh, yeah, you know, politically, we don't we try to avoid politics now on the podcast. We used to talk about politics, but I, I, I always uh, respected. I still respect the presidency, and I, I always liked watching the, the, uh, the ceremony from D.C. And so I, it was the night before, and I was planning on watching the ceremony. We were doing the show, and there was a, a headline, a, a bulletin that came. This is the early days of Twitter, but there was a story from the New York Post that there were going to be mass. Uh, mass mass uh, casualties, layoffs, uh, whatever, uh, at the company that I was working for, that they were going to be announced like the next day, right? So I, somebody had sent me the story actually via text message, and uh, one of my friends in in the business, and I was right before the show was about to start, and and so I I of course being the schmuck that I am, 
I sent the story. I forwarded it on to everyone else that was working on the show. And uh, and then about about 10, 15 minutes in the show, I get an email from one of the bosses. Now, no one ever emails me at night. You know, Jerry, you did nights. You know, you don't you do not get contacted after work hours, like nine to five. They leave you alone. And that's a red flag if you do get contacted. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm in my head. I'm connecting the dots here. I'm like, okay, uh, let's see. I got somebody sent me a story from the New York Post saying the company I work for is going to lay off and get rid of all these people. Uh, and then 10 minutes, 15 minutes later, I get an email from my boss saying there's a, a mandatory meeting the next morning that I have to be at. And I, <laughs> and I, I said, well, you know, I'm not that bright, but I, I think I can connect the pieces here. I think we've got something. And uh, my, my producer was uh, losing his mind. He was like, oh, my God, I'm going to be. He'd never been fired before. He never lost a job. He actually ended up running. He's an assistant program director at a, a radio station. Now they had, we had an intern that had just started. He relocated kid from Boston had relocated, moved to LA. It was his first night working on my show. And oh my goodness. he got, he got, he got removed. So the kid moved all the way to LA for one night. Yeah. So like what happened to your team? Are they still there? Are they, uh, have you talked to your, your producer? I know. who. Oh yeah. No. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, you know, yeah, they all survived. And uh, there were a lot of producers that I worked with over the years and people that I helped out that said some very nice things on social media on, you know, some of the things I passed along to him over the years, but the premonition came from the fact that my boss was also going on vacation. And this person was like, no, I really would like to meet with you on Friday morning before we go away on vacation. I, I just think it's important. We talk before you go away. And I had requested a meeting um, weeks ago and left it alone and didn't even follow up with it. And this was titled a catch up meeting, just catching up. And I swear to God, within 30 seconds, I was, I was done of the, uh, of within the zoom meeting. And I said, wow, I, you know, I thought you would do something like this face to face. And the person indicated something that actually rang true, you know, I, I, and I'll give them credit. They, they, they said they didn't want to waste my time. Have me drive all the way in with gas prices the way they are right now. I appreciate it. Drive all the way in just to tell you you're terminated. So yeah, it was all done via zoom now. And the human resources person was on the line as well. And bing, bang, boom, and it was over. Well, that is nice because uh, they, they made us all drive in. One, uh, uh, Karen K, who you know, who I worked with for a while. KK, KK yes. I love KK because KK, a you know, seasoned professional radio woman, she also knew we were getting, uh, we were getting Polaxed that day and she said i'm not driving in i'm not driving in <laughs> to get told i'm not working there anymore and she didn't do it and uh i still i love the fact that she rebelled uh at that at that particular moment at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, the cool thing now, and I didn't have this the last time I got uh, I got whacked in the business, is that with social media now, you know, I was going to say, well, send a message to your listeners, but you can keep track of a lot of your fans, Jerry, via Twitter which is and other social media, which has got to be great that you know – Whenever you get your next gig, wherever it is, whatever platform it happens to be, you can let people know. And for so long in our business, as you referenced, when you get let go, you don't get to say goodbye. They don't allow you to to have a final opportunity in in radio to say goodbye to your to your listeners. And so you at least have a chance to connect with a lot of people via social media. As you said, people were reaching out to you. So that's got to be nice that, you know, know, six months down the line, a year down the line, whenever it is, you get your next job, hopefully sooner uh, after your severance runs out, whenever that is, uh, you can bring the bring the band back together. Right. You've got that going for you. That is definitely possible. And if I were to go to the podcast route, I don't know if that would interfere with some of the terms of the severance. So that could be something that I do. I'm not just going to do it. Uh, for the heck of it, just like you don't do it for the heck of it. I mean, we all like to hear our voices and all that. But frankly, after 32 years on the radio and, you know, worrying about your next job after losing your previous job, I decided, you know, I'm going to keep pursuing. I'm not giving up, but I'm also not going to jump right back in at the first thing that's thrown my way. I'm going to enjoy some time off, regroup. Uh, hopefully have something by the time football season goes because it's a very important time. And that, that was the downside is, you know, I've been out covering the Ravens. And I have to tell you, you know, the Orioles have been nice in terms of some of the responses I've gotten. But, man, the Baltimore Ravens, uh, a team that I know you like to pick on at times. And I have taken so many shots at this team, yet they have rhino skin, as you like to say, because – I have heard from so many people in that organization, very high up, even, you know, the PR department. um, They still have invited me to come out to their practices, games and all that. Frankly, I appreciate that, but I told them I'm probably going to be reluctant in doing that. If I'm not working, I don't see a reason to be out there, but I appreciate the invite and being able to be around the team and all that. But after 30 some years, I just want to, make it as part of a job and not just go out there and, you know, play grab ass, as you say, and, you know, just be around the players and the coach and hear what they have to say. I can do that from a distance too. So yeah, probably not going to do that again until I'm actually gainfully employed, but very classy of them to do that. 
and the Orioles are honoring my credential as well. I just haven't heard from them as much as, as the Ravens, but yeah. that just may be a set of circumstances where the team's been on the road. But I do appreciate, you know, you, you get a chance like you to be able to work in your hometown where you were raised. You know, that's that's a dream come true. Yeah, no, it's great. And I, I do give the Ravens credit, even though I will continue to bash them, that they uh, they at least handle things the right way. As, as I have tried to say to people who I know, for example, I rip the Lakers all the time. And the Lakers have been – they still allow me out there if I want to go. I don't go as much anymore uh, just because I don't know anybody in the, in the, uh, the, the beat report. I used to know all the beat reporters back in the day and everyone that used to go out there. And I, I go out there and it's a, I, just, I don't know anybody. Uh, as fun, you know, just I have few, there's only a few people I know, but the, the Lakers have been okay. But th- th- that's the thing, Jerry. Like these teams, we play a role as the the critic in the upper balcony, and they're the ones that are rolling in money. And it's it's a nice marriage, though. It's okay. It's a, you don't have to be confrontational. And there's a lot of places, and we know teams, Jerry, that uh, have have spat loogies. At guys, uh, the the Angels, a great example. The uh, Angels. Yep, here you LA. talk about the Angels, and I would say the equivalent of that is the NFL team down I ninety five. That that's the closest to Baltimore. It can be very spiteful as well. Yeah, so uh, that's good to hear about the the Ravens. Are we going to be able to continue to spar about Lamar Jackson? We've had a few text conversations. We've talked on the phone. We've I've, sure. I, I mean, I, I, everything. I, I think everything I've said and predicted is currently still true as we're we're speaking right now i do not anticipate a contract coming the guy is going to make 23 million dollars this year and uh, that's more he's made in any year in his entire life if he were to save that then uh he would be set for life if he were to invest it the right way but this is a guy that doesn't have an agent uh plays in a town in baltimore where the most popular player on the team right now is the kicker I can't think of any other NFL market where that's the case, but Justin Tucker has all the endorsements. He has a new contract. Um, he's already being called the GOAT, which I'm always uncomfortable with calling a player the greatest of all time, except maybe Tom Brady while they're still playing. But Lamar is just going to go out and I think play football and gamble on himself, and he better hope he doesn't get hurt because it'll be the most expensive injury in NFL history and again, doesn't have any deals in terms of endorsements or anything outside of just playing football because either he's stubborn or his mother's stubborn or they're stubborn together, but not having an agent continues to hurt him. What's it like being around Lamar? You've covered a few quarterbacks in your time in, in radio. Uh, what's the day-to-day like uh, with Lamar Jackson? And uh, Well, interact- some people think he has like this magical touch you know, about him. He's got a funny personality and everything. Uh, I wouldn't say he's great in terms of uh, getting a lot of content um, because when you do listen to him talk, it's just very brief answers. But, I mean, just being around him in terms of personality, he likes to crack jokes. You know, it also makes you realize how old you are, Ben, because he's in his young 20s. And, you know, you read some of the stuff he posts on social media, and it's very hard to relate to him as someone who's almost twice his age, if not a little bit further than that. So that's the difference between a lot of today's athletes and and the way I look at things. It's like a totally different generation. Some of the stuff they post on social media, you know, is, is either above my pay grade or... I just, you know, it's a parallel universe. The generational divide 
at what point did that happen for you? It happens for everyone a little differently, but I, I know from my time and I, I did the same job that you had early on, we were both radio stringers, radio reporters. So we were in locker rooms quite often uh, doing our thing. And, and I, I'm trying to like, at what point uh, when guys started retiring that I was around like every day, that was the first sign. But then when you saw players, kids, get to the big leagues. I was like, wait a minute, what is, what is going on here? And that happened, you know, obviously it takes 20 years or whatever, but at that point I'm like, wow, this is, well, there's prime, there's prime examples everywhere. It's funny. You mentioned that because Orlando Brown jr. I covered Zeus, his father, when he was with the Ravens after he had left the Browns, he made all that money from getting hit in the eye by the penalty flag and all that. He was, he was a wild character. And then his son comes to the Ravens and, is there for a cup of coffee before wanting more money trying to play left tackle. I mean, you mentioned Vladimir Guerrero senior. I was just talking with someone today about he was the worst ball hitter I've ever seen. And, you know, now his kids playing and making more money than he is. So yeah, it does make you feel kind of old, but also when you read some of these tweets and posts on social media, it's like, I don't even understand, you know, when you read them aloud, especially on the radio, it's like, I understand you only have a certain number of characters you can use, but sometimes it's like you're reading something from another world or, or another universe. So it's hard to decipher a lot of this. And then you try to ask for clarity at a press conference and you don't get much there. So yeah, that, that's a strange thing about social media and some of the language that's used on there and the lingo. And, you know, you just have to try and figure it out for yourself or maybe speak to someone who's 20 years younger than you. You need a decoder ring, Jerry. You've got to get one of those decoder rings, and you have to, on the fly, be able to interpret and change uh, words around to make them broadcast-friendly, I believe. But now that you are, for the moment, on the beach from your gig in Baltimore, and who knows, maybe you'll get another gig in Baltimore, but until that happens, will you now admit, on the record, on the Fifth Hour podcast here, that the Cal Ripken, Kevin Costner story, the urban legend (laughs) was legit, that it actually happened, that the night the power went down at Camden Yards, that was because of an incident, a brouhaha, a kerfluffle that took place between actor Kevin Costner and Cal Ripken. Right now, How did I know you were headed down that avenue? As (laughs) soon as I heard you say, will you finally admit, you do realize on your own network years ago, didn't Kevin Costner call in at one point to your network? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, more than 95% sure he called in after one of your hosts. And I don't know if it was you or someone else repeated that ridiculous story and he called in to defend it. Uh, no, I will not concede that having been there at the ballpark that night. I just think that's preposterous. I saw the guy before the game. I don't believe he left the ballpark to go home to beat up Kevin Costner. No, I, no, I'm no, just no, not no, buying no, it. No, 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 no. He didn't go home, Jerry. The way and I, the reason I buy the story, he walked in on him as no, part no, of no, the. No, 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 hold on. All right, so I, the night after that happened, it might have even been the night of, but I think it was the night after. It was the night. Of, oh, I was. They were playing no, the no, Mariners. Yeah, it was. A, it was a big. And the Mariners had a great team, and they were they were a sexy team at that time. That's how long ago this was. The Orioles actually were considered a a model franchise still, although they had kind of gone down a little bit. And so I was covering the Dodgers though. So I'm, I'm on the West coast and a buddy of mine 
comes up to me, says, you're not going to believe what happened in, in Baltimore. And he says, I just got off the phone with, uh, you know, person X will say, who happens to be somewhat connected to the ownership in Baltimore who said, Hey, this is what you know, he gave the whole story. It was like right away. The story was right there. And, and then, you know, I was like, okay. And, and people of course denied it, but that thing had, Amazing legs. But the story was Ripken was he had Costner staying at his house and uh, they were golfing or whatever. And then he had to go to the ballpark. And on his way to the ballpark, he had forgotten something that he needed. And he came back to the house and he walked in and he uh, saw uh, Kevin Costner uh, doing something that most people uh, who are in uh, in uh, Cal Ripken's uh, situation would not appreciate. And uh, and then. Uh, it was on, and there was like a little sparring match that took place there. Well, but again, I, I I recall seeing them and maybe even speaking with them before the game that day. No indication there was power out in that block area at Camden. You know, the, the the massive conspiracy we're talking about here is, you know, I mean, multiple levels it would have to go. And I, I again, I just. I well, no, the, yeah, the conspiracy is that the Orioles, somebody made a phone call to the power company there in Baltimore and they shut the power out. Has Cut that, the cord. Has, Cut the has cord. that happened since? Has they have they had a power outage? No, there hasn't. There, now, there, there, what, there was a power outage when a train hit a, uh, a power generator one time. I do remember that. Uh, that was the only other time the in, power was out. In fact, at any. I know we had the Super Bowl thing where they lost power with the Ravens and the. I was there in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, but and, and that was only half the stadium. By the way, it wasn't like we were in the dark and I couldn't see the person next to me. That was a bit exaggerated, but nonetheless, it wasn't good enough to play football for a while. Yeah, yeah, but but I'm trying to think like how many other times have they had to cancel a game completely because the power went out? Uh, and probably in the history of the yard, that's a great question. That might be the uh, the outlier there. Yeah, uh, they did. Yeah, you know, they did play. They did play it. They did play a fanless game in the middle of uh, riots going on around town. But yeah, that yeah. was. I don't think that's. Uh, I don't think that's been repeated since. So no. I do understand your skepticism, Ben. But well, not only I that, mean, but the Jerry, massive. Yeah, but, you know, I'll have to wait for the movie or documentary to come out on Netflix. Well, everyone, everyone's gonna have to die before that happens. But but the, you think Kevin Costner would play himself in that movie? Hey. If the check's big enough, Manti Teo is playing. He's in a documentary <laughs> about being catfish at Notre Dame uh, back in the day. So, I mean, how much do you think he's getting paid, Manti? Teo. I, I will add that I will add that Cal has remarried. Ah, uh-huh. there you go, adding on. Uh, and but this was years later. Years later, water under the bridge. Okay. All right. I maintain I am convinced I buy it hook, line, and sinker, just like I buy that the Patrick Ewing NBA draft lottery was fixed for the Knicks, and they still didn't win the championship, even with uh, being given uh, Ewing because they froze the envelope. The frozen envelope. Yeah, you're still going with that theory. I'm trying to think what other uh, theories out there are still being perpetuated till this day. Oh, there's great. Um, Listen, my, I believe I believe a lot of this. Michael Jordan was suspended from the NBA for gambling. Gambling, he, that's right. He then played minor league baseball in Birmingham, Alabama. I'd also like to let you know, Jerry, I got a Birmingham Barons hat added to my collection. I collect B hats 
And the old, the one Jordan wore, the old uh, Birmingham Barons hat from back in the day. But, but I believe that Jordan was suspended, but they didn't want to, they didn't want to shame him publicly. So David Stern and the NBA hierarchy uh, got together and they uh, came up with this Fugazi minor league baseball thing. So I, I buy that one. I buy the Ripken one, the Ewing one. What other great sports conspiracies have there been here? I'm trying to think. Now I'm really racking my brain to think of uh, just, again, outrageous conspiracies in the annals of sports. I, you know, that's why they said um, Jordan's father was killed as payback. Uh, that was also part of it um, when, when he lost his father. Uh, very strangely in that situation. Yes. uh, Yeah. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, anything that's happened with Tiger Woods, I don't believe is accurate from the uh, incident outside his driveway in Orlando with his, uh, what was that? Uh, was that, it was a holiday night. I don't know if it was oh, Thanksgiving. Oh, Thanksgiving. Or- yes, I was on the air. And, oh, my, I still remember a call I took the night that happened. Of course, I I went insane to the membrane with wall to wall. I never do four hours on the same topic if I can avoid it. But it was Thanksgiving. It was we- the Thanksgiving weekend. And I, I know there was football, but I just kept going back to Tiger Woods. And he got chased, and there was a car accident and all that stuff. Team- I believe all that. Because yeah. it happened again to him where he was under the influence and couldn't drive his car. Yeah, yeah. And I do believe I do believe he wasn't, you know, I don't think he was a thousand percent sober when he drove off a cliff in in uh, Southern California either. No, no, no. They, I, they, they found bo- a bottle of pills like that were fell out of the car on that. Tiger has been able to uh, to dodge uh, a lot of a lot of trouble. But I, I, I remember ranting about that and I had a caller who said, why are you talking about this? Nobody cares. Nobody believes TMZ. This didn't happen. You're making, <laughs> you know, it's, it's that whole, it's just like when I ripped Rafael Palmero back in the day after he, the day after I mentioned this the other day on the, on the radio show, but he had gotten his 3000th hit. It was like a Friday night in Seattle. And I, I, I remember that I was listening to your show and covering the team. And I was there when he did his deny, 
probably one of the, uh, and I feel comfortable in saying this on your podcast, when it comes to intellect, I would say Rafael Palmero still rates as probably one of the top five dumbest athletes I've ever had to cover <laughs> in terms of responses and quotes and even trying to lie. I mean, he was terrible at that. Yeah, he got he got burned. But I came on the next the next afternoon. I was doing like a, a fill in shift on the in the afternoon. And I I said, well, how do we know that Palmero is, is this is a legitimate thing? This This is a clean thing. And uh, f- people from your neck of the woods there, Jerry, from uh, from the state of Maryland called up and they had the the traditional accent going and they were like, yes, yeah, this, <laughs> you know, this is why you're doing weekend radio. You know, you know, there's, there's nothing Palmero. No, you know, he's not cheating, all this stuff. And then shortly thereafter, we know what happened. to. Rocky I couldn't there. believe it because, you know, we were led to believe that the steroid player was, you know, all bulked up and had the back acne and all. He didn't fit the characteristics, but then it made sense. And then, uh, I remember Miguel Tejada being involved, saying that, you know, he, he spiked the shot of his. And yeah. it, both of those guys became pariahs around the organization and were never really back. Uh, Rafael Palmero has never been invited back for anything. So they just celebrated the 30-year anniversary of Camden Yards. And his name was never mentioned. Not that he had – well, he did. I mean, he had some milestone moments in that ballpark. He's one of the few players to hit 500 home runs and 3,000 hits, but – you know, no one really talks about that because he's a cheater. Yeah. Well, and that's the future of Fernando Tatis Jr. Like he, he, the, the Padre fans will be okay with him as long as he hits, but everyone else, will, it's going to be vicious. Well, that's again, that's, that's one of those, like, you know, we have our fun with Kyler Murray and you look at towns like that. I guess it's going to be hard for me to work in towns, uh, certain towns if I start making fun of them. But, you know, there are towns that have never won a championship. And it's just hard to imagine that when you've been fortunate to be around teams that have won championships, you know, you should never take that for granted. I mean, I've been able to cover two Super Bowls. Your Rams are just coming off winning a Super Bowl at home. You look at towns like Cleveland and San Diego and Arizona and Buffalo, and they've been waiting their entire lives. Yeah, no, it, it is. It is true. But the, the thing I have noticed from doing the overnight show over the years is the tribalism is next level in certain towns. It's, it's yes. Houston, Phoenix, uh, Cleveland. I've had many battles. Heck, even in your old neck of the woods there in Baltimore where you live. Uh, I've, oh, they circle the wagons. They circle yeah, the wagons. Yeah, I ripped. I I made some I uh, made some jokes about Ray Lewis. Actually, the lat, that Super Bowl against the 49ers and – uh, guys were very upset with me is uh, threatening me. I just thought of another conspiracy theory, though, that I had forgotten a few minutes ago in sports. Game six of the Western Conference Finals in uh, like 20 years ago, Lakers and Kings. Yes. That and that was now Tim Donahue. I do not believe he actually worked the game, but Tim Donahue claimed that was a that was a fixed job to keep Sacramento out. To of, keep Sacramento from going to the championship round. Yeah. Yeah. So I I buy that one. I buy that one. Another David Stern special, I guess. Uh, yeah. So you got two on his plate right now. Yeah, yeah. and and uh, what's they? What do they say? Pirates, dead men tell no tales, right? Uh, yeah, he's not here. He can't be here to defend himself. <laughs> so uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, he's, there's, there's there's nothing going on. He's he's, uh, he's moved on. He's he's checked out there, and uh, that's the way that it goes. So. Uh, as far as the radio stuff, getting back to the the radio business and the radio side, listen, we've been in the business a long time, Jerry. I love radio. I you know now it's a lot of 
podcasting and radio, they've been able to, uh, companies have been able to figure out that, you know, not only is it the live show, but you can listen whenever you want on, on demand, like on podcasts like this, which is really good. And, and you know, you don't have to just listen when the show's on live. You can listen anytime you want. But I would I would love to see the uh, the great epiphany in the radio business, because unfortunately, a lot of the decisions that are made at the upper management level are not in the best interest of radio. And I, I've got to thread a needle here, Jerry, as you know, but. Uh, you know, there's just things that could be made that are better for the listener, better for the people that work in the business. And I, I don't know what it's going to take to get back to that. And I feel like there's a lot of money that could be made for everyone involved in the business if better decisions were made. And uh, I'm, I'm hopeful, but not, not hopeful anytime soon that we'll get to that point. But the, the, the leadership, it really needs to kind of rethink things in this business because you compare it to some of the other entertainment industries. And uh, I feel like we're, we're the caboose in the back. And it, it shouldn't be that way, Jerry, in my opinion, it should not be that way. I'm a radio purist. I, I love, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think, you know, it's an outdated concept in a lot of ways and you have worked uh, different shifts just like I have. And, you know, I've done morning drive, I've done afternoon drive, but on in the evenings, when you're on after about 6 or 7 p.m. East Coast time at night, uh, you know, management isn't usually listening. They're home with their families, either eating dinner or out to dinner or watching TV. And sometimes you're a forgotten person. And I made the decision and was a conscious one to leave morning drive because I did not want to be waking up at three in the morning uh, for the rest of my life. But by doing that, I, I, you know, foregoed a lot of money and a lot of a lot in terms of moving in time shifts and realizing that, you know, a lot of times when my show ended, I'd be with maybe one of two or three people in the building left. You know, the radio, the the sister stations within the uh, within the uh, corporation were all just, you know, music oriented, just running, you know, automatically. So I was the only live voice on the air until I signed off and. You know, that got to be a little, I wouldn't say, you know, bothersome, but just depressing in that, you know, there was no one around to speak to. And I was used to that for a while, but then I got used also to the fact of just being left alone. And that was one of the advantages, as you know, with the shift you have. But when you come into the radio station, you have people around you that you can have conversations with during the break. And it's nice to have that or, you know, have some people floating around the building besides the people that are just cleaning up the building. Yeah. Well, I don't even see that. Uh, I don't even see the people uh, cleaning up the building. They're you know, done by by the no, time. No, you no, get no. Back. And it's the funniest thing. And, uh, you know, I, I've gone back to the main studio about half the time. And uh, and, and I just it, it, it fascinates. I walk in there and there's no one. I mean, the only people there <laughs> are the people on on the show, you know, who, uh, who uh, you know, Eddie has to be there because of uh, some technical stuff. And Roberto has to be there and Coop, uh, because of their jobs, they have to be there. But it was uh it really is crazy because it used to be back in the old days, there were people coming and going all the time. It was like a, a, a bee, a, a beehive, you know, it's just a lot of activity going on, but, but not anymore. All right. Listen, Jerry, I've taken enough of your time. I know you're on vacation. I appreciate you hanging out with us and keep me posted. Obviously we're friends. So you're going to let me know what happens and uh, hopefully you can get a gig somewhere in Baltimore, but if not, somebody's going to get a great broadcaster, whether it's, podcasting we, we, i hope we don't lose you in, in radio i hope you continue on in radio but if you just go to a podcast i i hope you make a killing on that 
And uh, and thanks for if, if I were a betting man, yeah, if I were a betting man, then I bet that I'd eventually be on the radio and, and crack the mic on the radio again. When that happens, nobody knows, including me, uh, including the person who probably may hire me next. We will see. But, you know, the gambling industry is really opening up. One day it'll reach your state, the state I'm in, in Florida. And then I really think it'll take off. So, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to doing some things that involve that. Uh, I enjoy that as much as you do. And, you know, I mean, the podcasting world has its advantages, as you know, because you control what you get to say there. You don't really have Big Brother watching over you. And you can wrap it up right now with me if you wanted to, or we could go another 17 minutes, which I know we're not going to do. No, exactly. That's the great thing. Like radio, I do, I do four hours a night. You did a, you know, I don't know how long, what is your show? Three hours, three or four hours, something like that. You did a, did a lot of radio. Depending, depending on if there was a game. Yeah, it was usually four, but if there was a game, we'd have a pregame show, so it would be three. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. A podcast, most you know, this podcast, these things are like 30, 35 minutes. I, when I go too long, my bosses say, no, no, no. A podcast is supposed to be about 30 minutes. Don't go too much longer than 30 minutes because that's all that's all they want. So Correct. Anyway, yeah. All right. Well, we'll get out on that. Uh, Jerry, thank you, and uh, good luck. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks, bud. Thanks for having me, and to be able to follow Brent Musburger is one of the great honors of my career. Just one week after the great Brent Musburger um, thanks for having me, Ben. And, you know, I'll be listening and we'll be in touch. Yeah. Well, and Musburger was on vacation and you're on vacation. So we, ha you have that in common again, a parallel universe, but I appreciate the comparison at bed. Three, six, five. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.